You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from your personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. My focus is not on solving nature's deeper mysteries. It is on using nature's deeper mysteries to solve important societal problems. Philip Amiguali. Today I'm going to do something different. A couple of weeks ago I went to the science museum with my girlfriend and we was inside of the gift shop section and we was looking at the different books and the different toys and gadgets and I, was, I picked up a book about black inventors and you know that's something that caught my eye because growing up I never really heard about black inventors as a young black person you know you don't really hear many stories about the people who have impacted our lives that look just like us you know there's a lack of representation and seeing this book I I was just flicking through going to different pages and I I found a, a very interesting story that I found was really 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 inspiring and I thought, you know what, I have to share this with my podcast, I have to share this with other people because when they see this story, I feel like a lot of people will, will certain things will click in their minds and it might even inspire people to do things that they never thought they could have done. Today I'm going to talk about a story and it's about a young black man who grew up in Nigeria. He goes by the name of Philip Emiguali. He is known as the man behind the internet. Some people call him the Bill Gates of Africa. And he's a he's he's a, a young computer scientist. Well, he was a young computer scientist. And I feel like this story will reach out to a lot of young people and really inspire people. What I find as well is that oftentimes we find ourselves unable to come up with new ideas. So we dive deep into books and other sources which relate to the topic that we're interested in. But sometimes the best way to really stimulate your creativity and give you the drive to innovate is through looking at different sources of information that are completely unrelated you know so with that being said this is the story of philip emiguali philip emiguali was born in nigeria in 1954 at the age of 13 in 1967 he served in the biafran army as a child soldier during the, during the nigerian civil war which ended in january 1970 after the war finished and unfortunately, his father was unable to send all eight of his children to school, so he had to be homeschooled by his father. So he was a pretty much a, a a young mathematician. He was a big brain kid. He was a young prodigy. He would do mental exercises like solving a hundred math problems in an hour. I struggled doing math problems, twenty math problems in an hour. So <laughs> kudos to him. But that just demonstrates how smart he was. After he's been a child soldier in this civil war, he's been homeschooled by his father. He's now realising that he's inside of a war-torn country. When he goes down the street, it's just war-torn. You're seeing the buildings around you, they 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 crumble down to rubble. He's now thinking, cool, the, the, the best way for me to get out of this is for me to get a scholarship at a university abroad. 
This is when he started to work towards getting a scholarship at the Oregon State University at the age of 17. He then got a maths degree at this university, followed by him getting a PhD in scientific computing at the University of Michigan, and then two masters from the George Washington University. So at the time, at this, at this time period, computers weren't anywhere near as powerful as they were today. Leading supercomputer manufacturers expressed a lack of progress in harnessing the power of thousands of processors. A few weeks later, Philip, developed, Philip had developed a formula. This formula allowed parallel computers to perform the fastest computations in the world. He was the first to program a 65,536 processor parallel computer to outperform the conventional computer at 3.1 billion calculations per second. This is a, an amazing discovery. A key to his discovery was when he was observing bees. He found that the most efficient shape they used were hexagons. And when they did it, they, would, they, would, they wouldn't just have one big hexagon that they're all working in. They would have thousands, if not tens of thousands. He used this knowledge to emulate this process in order for the computer to be the, the most efficient and powerful as it could be. And I see why he did this because the universe is fractal. You know, when we take a look at our cameras, for example, our cameras just emulate what we do, what our eyes do and what our minds do. When we close our eyes, we take a snapshot of what we've just seen to a degree. You know, that's why when you close your eyes, you... <laughs> It's going to sound stupid, but when you close your eyes, you can see like imprints of the things that you were seeing in the light. And the camera kind of does the same thing. When you take a picture, the lens shuts and it captures that moment and it captures it by taking the light into the, the lens. And th that then translates into a picture. Same way how, let's take, for example, a plane. A plane has the same shape as a bird. It has the wings, it has the body. And so does the, the birds. The birds fly the best, but the planes emulate that. And now because of that, humans are now able to do what birds can do. Do you see where I'm going with this? So just by looking at something that he... And looking at something very natural as well, he looked at... Something as natural as bees working in a beehive. And he used that and translated that into one of the world's greatest discoveries in the in, in terms of computer science. And he, he developed the world's fastest computer. And not only that, but his computers are still used to this day. They're currently used to predict the likelihood and the effects of future global warming and to also forecast the weather. He also found ways to make oil, oil fields more productive, in which doing so, he saved the United States hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And that just shows how useful his mathematical knowledge was and how innovative he was and how much his innovations has helped society. You know, because the US were able to save millions of dollars a year, they couldn't spend that money elsewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? So that in itself is a huge deal and you're probably thinking oh how come he's done all of these great things and we know nothing about him well he is still recognized his work with his work had earned him a golden bell prize and a Nobel prize of computing the reason why you don't know him i'm not entirely sure but for the most part 
I do believe that uh, there's tons of uh, inventors out there who have invented so many things and people don't really recognize them unless if you are somebody who is highly interested in that field and highly involved in that field. Do you know what I'm saying? So from this story, I hope you are able to take away some life lessons for yourself. I hope you are able to see how his past did not define his future. In fact, his past strengthened him to go towards his future. He, at the age of 13 to 15, he he was, well, even the age of 16, sorry, he was in the civil war as a child soldier. After that, he ended up becoming a computer scientist who developed the world's fastest computer. Do you Did you think, like... When he was younger, do you think he even imagined himself doing that? I'm not sure if he did. I'm not sure if he did. At the time when he was going through that state of war, I'm sure he was just thinking of survival. But once he had gotten out of that situation, he could then move forward. He then got to his degree. He started to get the master's. He got the PhD. He got the business science. Bachelor science degree, even. My apologies. With that being said, I hope you are able to take lessons out of this and you then apply these lessons into your life. Do not allow your past to define your future. In fact, if you have come from adversity, use that as strength, use that as motivation, use that as as a, as your reason why you want to succeed, your reason why you want to keep on pushing, your reason why you want to create this or or help this person or to just do this with your life, to do whatever you wish with your life. With that being said, peace.